Welcome to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, a bi-weekly look at all things related to the growing elite clubs nationally, the ECNL. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at www.theecnl.com. Now, here's your host for Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, former U.S. soccer press officer and longtime soccer broadcaster, Dean Linky. This is Dean Linky, host of Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, and I was delighted to be at the ECNL Coaching Symposium and AGM just last week in Las Vegas. It was an incredible three days, including incredible presenters, incredible guests. That includes Ryan Hawk, who is the host of the Learning Leader Show, a podcast that is massive. It is huge. He has interviewed some of the greatest leaders in the world, and he sat down with Christian Lavers and me at the symposium. We get to know Ryan Hawk a little bit better after this message from the ECNL. As the game continues to evolve in the United States, the ECNL remains the standard of excellence in youth soccer. The Elite Clubs National League has grown to include over 200 clubs and nearly 50,000 players across the country with a robust competition platform for teams, educational resources for coaches and clubs, and unparalleled identification and development opportunities for players. Alongside its member clubs, collaborating to create a better future, the ECNL continues to raise the game every day. The ECNL is more than a league. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Once again, here's Dean. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Dean Linky, we're at the ECNL Coaches Symposium and AGM, where we're now joined by Christian Lavers, the CEO and president. And Christian, I got to admit, I had to bring you in for two reasons. One, because I love the fact that you always bring such intriguing speakers. Two, because I'm going to be a little bit of a fan geek here because I'm a big Buckeye. AJ Hawk is a big time Buckeye. Ryan Hawk is here now. So I wanted to eliminate that part of it, okay? And uh, let you welcome in Ryan and tell us why he's here and all the great things he's doing in the podcast world and everything else, if that's okay. Well, I appreciate it, Dane, and we appreciate you being here, Ryan, big time. I reached out to Ryan a couple months ago because I'm a big fan of his podcast. His podcast, The Learning Leader, brings in an incredible amount of different perspective on business, sports, life, culture, all unified under the theme of leadership. And he has a great way of talking to people, and he's talked to some of the most interesting people in the world in many ways about what they think is important in success, what they think is important in learning. And I think it's a message that resonates. We're dealing with coaches who are impacting kids on and off the field and the value of lifelong learning, the importance of lifelong learning and modeling that as a coach and learning how to do our jobs better are exactly what we want out of this event. And so I thought who better than somebody who's talking to people who do that at the highest level in all sorts of different areas. And if you're influenced most by people you talk to and what you read and consume, then we're in good hands. Well, with that as the setup, Ryan, do me a favor, tell everybody where they can find your podcast, confirm the name of it one more time, and then let's talk about being here 
at a soccer symposium as opposed to maybe football, which you know a lot of us think about you with. But when we listen to your podcast, we know you're so much more than football. Yeah, so the podcast is called The Learning Leader Show. I named it that eight-plus years ago because when I think about the leaders in my life who I admire the most, whether that's be teachers, coaches, bosses of mine, they're the ones who are constantly working on themselves. So I deem them learning leaders. I thought that that, that was the, the correct name for my show since those are the ones I, I, I want to become one. It's an aspirational tone to me. So that's why it's called the Learning Leader Show. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Learning Leader Show, and learningleader.com is where I ha- was like the home base for everything that I do. As far as here is at, at a soccer, this is actually perfect for me. So Our eight-year-old daughter, Charlie, is a soccer fanatic. She plays for a club team, FC Dayton, and is literally that's all she wants to do is play soccer. So I don't really know anything about soccer until she (laughs) she started playing. And now I've I don't I still don't know a lot, but I know a lot more. And I also I love watching her be so aggressive and hustle and play all the different positions as they're still pretty young. So they kind of get them around. And now she's playing indoor and that's a whole different world. To me, I was pumped to be here just to be around other people who are involved in a sport that because I think, you know, if whatever your kids are into, that becomes kind of what you're into. And for me, seeing how excited she gets when she plays and how pumped she is to say, I will skip. Like she got offered these tickets to go to Disney on ice front row on the glass. And we said, but you, you do have to miss an indoor soccer game to go to this thing. I'm not missing that soccer game. There is no way. And so we thought like, wow, you can't, you know, the kids either got that or they not. So, so uh, to me, I was pumped to be here when Christian offered this as an opportunity because of the excitement uh, out of one of my children who plays. So, Christian, tell me, did Doug Bracken play a role in this? Because he said Dayton, or is this all you directly going right to Ryan Hall? No, I'm not going to give Doug any credit. <laughs> <laughs> so it was straight you? Yeah, I, like I said, I listen to his podcast. It comes out, I think, every Monday morning. Sunday, right Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday night. A lot so. of people listen Monday morning, yeah. And yeah. I, I listen to it every week, usually while I'm doing a workout. And every now and then I'm picking up my phone and putting a note in the, the note apps on the iPhone of things to remember. And, and I said, man, if I'm learning this much every day, we got to bring them in here for everybody. All right, I'm going to give you a little bit more time to process this question, and it's going to be who your favorite guest Ryan has had on, but I'm going to go to Ryan first to talk about some of the key guests that you've had on and why. So it's a tough question after 500 of these <laughs> over the years, but so first and foremost, I would hold our military heroes in the highest regard. So those are those to me are in a different level. So whether it's General Stanley McChrystal, who's led 150,000 of our troops fighting, serving our country, Admiral William McRaven, who's known for his famous commencement speech at University of Texas called Make Your Bed. Uh, and, and the cool thing about both of those guys is the fact that they have immense power. They're leading tons of people, and yet they're the kindest, most humble people I've probably ever met across over 500 people I've talked to, which to me is amazing. If you can acquire that much power, some say that power can corrupt. To me, it, it really reveals their true character, so I hold them in the highest regard. And I'll name one other special woman uh, named Kat Cole who just has an amazing story if you look into it. She's now the COO and on the board of a company called Athletic Greens, but her, her rise is amazing. The first time I talked to her was episode 78. I just did a live show in Atlanta with her last year, too. So I would say those are three to look at. But God, man, it's hard to pick because usually my most favorite one, honestly, is like the most recent. So the most recent recording, not even the most recent one published. So that those to me, though, really stand out. I respect that last answer because that means you're always in the moment and you love you love what you're doing. Well, I mean, honestly, 
I feel very lucky that the, th the, th the thing that I get to spend most of my days doing are having deep, long-form conversations with a person far wiser than me. And that is a great way to, to push your edges, which is something I'll talk about tomorrow morning. That's a great way to, to always be in this mode of being able to learn and implement what you're learning on a regular basis. And so I would hope if you saw me next year or the year after, you'd say, wow, you seem to be in a much better position now than you were a year ago. I would hope that would be the case. So to me, it's like just this, these, these daily improvement goals, and I have to get a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And each day, and I think these conversations I have with people, like I said, who are brilliant, amazing people, and, and through my preparation process, it works as a forcing function for me to get better. And so that's, that's part of why I love doing it so much. All right, Christian, I gave you enough time to think about a lot of the podcasts that you've heard Ryan Hawk hosting. Is there one particular guest that really stands out for you? You know, I just took my phone out because I was looking. I was going through and scrolling because when he said that the most recent one sticks out, and so the most recent one I listened to was Buzz Williams yeah. uh, that you just did, which is really, really, I mean, what a guy that is so laser-focused and, he organizes his life in, in priorities and time assignments and, and just measuring and metrics to, to what he's trying to accomplish and the impact he tries to have off the field. And I, I say that, but then I 100% I, I agree. And I remember the podcast with the military people. That's always interesting to me. I'm a military history buff. I love hearing from that because that's leadership at the highest level where, where it really matters most. Uh, and then I, I was scrolling through and one of the other ones I really liked was Donald Miller. Yeah. And, and uh, I think it's Storyboard or Story, yeah, Story Brands. Story yeah. Brands. I, awesome. I bought his book after that. I bought a couple of books from people yeah. that you brought on. I, I hope you're going to get some commission. On yeah, it. no, I love seeing that. It's funny, you know, the, the General McChrystal one, one of the cool elements too of the show to follow up is uh, you know, I, afterwards, I, I, I always try to maintain and grow a relationship. And so General McChrystal, we, we somehow had like a kinship. And this guy is like a legitimate hero, you know. And uh, we kept talking and kept talking. And he actually teaches a leadership class at Yale, a year-round class. It's a full-year class. It's different from just about any, any other class at Yale. And the students are all ages from all different backgrounds. They, they're all over the place. Well, he takes them to Gettysburg every year to tour Gettysburg to then really teach from the ground level of what these battles, because they talk about some, some leadership lessons from that ba the battle there. And he asked me if I, could, if I wanted to go. And, I, and so I was like, this is not real. But I said, if you're serious, I'll be there. And so I did. I flew in. I drove over to Gettysburg. And General Stanley, Stanley Crystal is standing at each of these, like the Battle of Round Top, Big Round Top. And he's, he's the teacher of that particular battle. It blew my mind, man. It was an out-of-body experience. But to develop that relationship. And afterwards, I'm like, you know what? It's already going so great. Let's just swing for the fences. I said, General McChrystal, I actually have a book that's coming out. My first book is called Welcome to Management. Would you by chance be willing <laughs> to write the foreword to the book and he was like I would love to and then like three weeks later I have this beautiful foreword way better than the rest of the book by the way the beautiful <laughs> foreword that that he he had written for the book so it's just like it to me that's th those are the things that I would have never ever dreamed or envisioned happening where I could develop these deep relationships with people that I admire so much I like to know how things get done. So I know you said that you did this, but how did you do it? Did you just reach out to him? How did you make this happen, Christian? I just, I think I DM'd you on Twitter. Yeah. And that's, we've gotten a couple people over the years just that way. And you know what I've found is that the most successful people, the people that have the biggest impact, 
90% of them are wide open and they want to help and yep. they, they want to be involved with people. When you find people who want to keep things to themselves, like they've got the secret sauce or the recipe that no one else knows and can find, they're not at the highest level. I respect a ton of what he does. I'm actually reading a book right now. It's called Athena's Bridge. I'm only halfway through it, so I can't say it's it's all the way. But one of the thing, the reasons I got this, it's written by a guy who taught at West Point, and he teaches also. He's he's a mentor to business leaders, Ooh. and he's talking about the bridge between military and business, and how leadership lessons on both don't go back and forth for some reason. People look at them separately, and I raise that because I think we got a podcast guy here who played football. And we've had a doctor, Drew, was here talking about mental health and injury risk reduction and all that sort of stuff. We have Arsenal's academy director. We got soccer people. We got not soccer people. We got everybody here is a leader who's talking. And you just learn so much from these areas that you don't interact with or think about every day. And I think when you want to make change happen, that's one of the best ways to do it is you go outside of your space, outside of your industry, and you find out what works somewhere else. And not all of it's going to be transferable. But the stuff that is transferable can be transformational because it's not typically in your industry. Mm. Well, clearly you put yourself out there so it worked, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I try, I think one of the, the duties of, of, of building a platform is when somebody reaches out to try to be responsive. So I actually have block time on my calendar, whether it's someone who has an event or just someone who has a question or someone who wants to talk to say, part of, uh, there's this old uh, adage from the, the guys who started Airbnb where they say, in order to scale, you have to do things that don't scale. And it's not really a scalable behavior to, to respond to everybody who emails you or everybody, but I do. Uh, Seth Godin, who gets far more emails than me, a hero of mine, an amazing author who's written 30 plus books, he responds to every email from someone, whether it's critical or it's, it's praise. To me, I think that's part of the duty is try to be very responsive. I talked to my wife, Miranda, she knows I try to be extremely responsive to people who reach out. And it can lead to amazing opportunities where usually someone who puts on an event like this as you said before, we, before Christian came up here, pretty pretty bright dude. Yeah. You know, somebody that I want to know. Like I, I, I don't ever do engagements that I expect to be one and done. I expect to have longer form relationships, whether it's smaller things, bigger things. Who knows what it could be? But I told this to Christian when I said, "Yeah, I'll, let's let's do this." It's I don't expect this to be a one-time thing. I expect this to be the first of 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 a, of a long relationship. At least that's what I like. Now, fortunately, in this position. I can kind of pick and choose the events that I want to go to, and I don't like to travel that much because of my family, but when, when you find somebody who's impressive, your values seemed very aligned, the, the direction of the organization is like right here, it's like, yeah, I want to go to that one. So that's kind of, that's part of what it really excited me about this opportunity to come here. All right, that's awesome. I know we got to let Christian Labors go, but I'm going to keep you here because what I'm hoping, since we're here, not everybody's going to be able to hear your presentation tomorrow. So I want to break that down okay. in the next segment. Before I do that, I mean, Christian, admit a little bit, because Hawk, his brother, played for the Green Bay Packers. You had a little bit of that fandom as oh, well. I'm, I'm a big Packers fan. Yeah. It's not even a choice if you live in Wisconsin. And A.J. I, Hawk was legit for the Packers, uh, by the way. He's one of the Super Bowl champion. Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl yeah. champion. So you had a little bit of that fandom as, as you looked at me like I was stupid there a second <laughs> ago. But 
I, I would never think you're stupid, Dan. You're the <laughs> voice of soccer for us, man. <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. And then with that, I do like to promote a lot, and Christian will tell you this. When we have guests on, I want you to be able to promote. So as we go to break, where can people follow you on social media and say the podcast one more time? Let's get it all out there. Ryan Hawk 12 is my handle on Instagram, Twitter, everything. And then the Learning Leader Show. So you can just search my name on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just Learning Leader, and it'll pop up. All right, Christian, any last words of wisdom before we let you get back to the rest of these people and I spent some time with this impressive young man? I just want to echo what he said about long-term. I read something once, and I forget the, forget the person, but everything in life is long-term. And yeah. if you're doing stuff short-term, it's, it's like the difference for short-term pain and long-term game. Everything, whether it's finances, relationships, marriages, activities, learning, everything is in the long term. So I 100% echo that. I appreciate yeah. you being here. Yeah, man. And we're excited to have you. Thank you so much. All right, Chris, we'll say goodbye, but we'll be back more with Ryan Hawk, the Learning Leader Show, one of the best podcasts in the country, yeah. in the world, baby. I don't That's know. Big, big time. numbers, yeah. We'll be back with more Ryan Hawk after this. The ECNL is pleased to announce Quick Goal as the official goal provider and partner for ECNL Girls and ECNL Boys, a new partnership created to support the growth and development of the country's top players, clubs, and coaches. At all national events, including national playoffs and national finals, the Quick Goal Coaches Corner will provide hospitality and social space for ECNL girls, ECNL boys, and collegiate coaches. Quick Goal will also be the presenting sponsor of the National championship winning ECNL girls and ECNL boys coaches of the year and the ECNL girls and ECNL boys goals of the year. Quick Goal looks forward to helping the ECNL continue to elevate the standards of youth soccer and provide more opportunities to players on and off the field in the coming years. Nike is a proud sponsor of ECNL Girls. Nothing can stop what we can do together to bring positive change to our communities. You can't stop sport because hashtag you can't stop our voices. Follow Nike on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. From athletes just starting to turn heads to some of the best athletes to ever play their games, Gatorade shows that they are the proven fuel of the best. For the athletes who give everything, nothing beats Gatorade the studied, tested, and proven fuel of the ECNL. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. We're joined by Ryan Hawk. You can check him out on social media at RyanHawk12. And, of course, he's the host of the Learning Leader Show, one of the most successful and popular podcasts out there. Ryan, thanks for spending some extra time as Christian had to go. And one of the things I said we wanted to do is this will air a couple weeks after the symposium. Everybody's going to be able to hear you. You're going tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. okay. Tomorrow morning at 9, yep. All right. And you kind of teased a little bit sort of your topic point, but do you have an actual have a name? for your presentation and what are some of the key things you want to get across Ryan yeah it's called the pursuit of excellence it's after the, the title of my second book and it's really about the commonalities among leaders who have sustained excellence over an extended period of time as Christian just said it's not really about the short term it's not about the one hit wonders this is about sustainable sustainable excellence which is the harder path uh, and I think that's part of what what we're gonna what I'm gonna talk about tomorrow um, I learned a phrase from the Navy SEALs when I had a few of them on my podcast where uh, a guy named Jay Hennessy, who was a 26-year SEAL, and towards the end of his time with the SEALs, he moved out to San Diego and was a part of the selection team to say, okay, who's going to be a, 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 a future Navy SEAL? And I said, well, what did you look for? Like, what did you really want? And, and, and Jay said, well, I look for people who push their edges, 
hmm, I like that phrase. Like, what does that mean, Jay? People who are regularly, so we're all like currently, like you have this current zone of comfort and competency. Like as of today, your zone's right here, my zone's right here. And I want people who are constantly beating on those walls, pushing those edges a little bit more. So how do you do that? you got to put yourselves in, in, in positions to be regularly uncomfortable so that the thing that was previously uncomfortable becomes more comfortable, whether that's something physical, something mental, both. Um, and so the way I try to do that is, is both with my physical workouts, the way I push my body to, be, to, to get stronger as I age, as well as then my mind. I'm putting myself in rooms with people like this, with really impressive coaches, really impressive leaders. I'm recording podcasts, as mentioned, with those who are far wiser than me, more experienced than me, have uh, more accomplished than me, so I can ask them questions, I can be prepared, I can be in a much better position after the conversation than I was before. So to me, it's really about pushing my edges. And so I think that's a big focus on what I'm going to talk about tomorrow, share some stories about how I'm trying to do that, as well as some of the people I've recorded with. And I, I, I think... You know, a part of every keynote presentation, I think you have a duty not only to be informative, but you have a duty to be entertaining. You have the duty to tell good stories. You have a duty to bring a little bit of humor. You have a duty to bring some light to these topics we're going to talk about so that people can engage with it, especially people like this that are high caliber. They don't, they don't waste time. Like, they're not here just to hear, you see somebody read slides. So to me, that's the other big part of it is I feel a, a, a big duty to be super informative, to give them practical, actionable takeaways, as well as... Be, be entertaining at the same time. And I think that's, a, that's, a, that's why I like to do these types of things because that's really hard. Like that's another way to push my edges is to get up on stages in front of really impressive people and leave them better than I found them, which is a part of my core values. So those, those are some of the things that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on tomorrow that I'm excited about. Let's dive in a little bit deeper on that because The Pursuit of Excellence, it's a book already out, right? Yep, Written by out. you. Okay, yep. I get that. We've heard that. Pushing my edges, uh, I haven't heard that every day. Yeah. So in your own words, what does that truly mean? Again, if I have this sphere right here, like this is my, my, my uh, I am this, as of right now, this level of competence and this level of comfort. And to push on those edges. Got it. Is, is I, like, if you were to go take an improv class, you would probably be uncomfortable. You probably wouldn't love it initially. But if you did a two and a half day improv class, something I did about a year ago, you're in a much better position if they force you to go stand up on stage and sing in front of a hundred strangers or dance or do something right that's a way to push your edges to say this thing was uncomfortable now it's much more comfortable these navy seals they need people who are willing to push themselves beyond what they're currently capable of i think for for all of us whether it's soccer coaches or players or business leaders if you have a regular habit of pushing your edges, you're going to be in a much better position tomorrow than you are today. We're visiting with Ryan Hawk, the host of the Learning Leaders Show and a featured presenter at this year's ECNL Coaching Symposium. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to know Ryan Hawk just a little bit better. ECNL Boys is partnering with Puma for the second year, driving sport forward with the leading products and the next generation of pros who wear them. Puma has proven themselves as the fastest sports brand in the world, the fastest innovation, the fastest players, and the fastest products in the game. They're the perfect partner to complement the speed and talent of our teams. In keeping with their mantra of forever faster, Puma introduces the world's fastest boot, the Ultra. The only boot engineered for speed, the Ultra combines a woven upper with a lightweight outsole for direct forward motion, speed, and acceleration. It's the best in the game, designed for the best players in the game. 
Soccer.com is proud to partner with the ECNL to support the continued development of soccer in the U.S. at the highest levels. We've been delivering quality soccer equipment and apparel to players, fans, and coaches since 1984. Living and breathing the beautiful game ourselves, our goal at Soccer.com is to inspire you to play better, cheer louder, and have more fun. Visit Soccer.com today to check out our unmatched selection of gear, expert advice, and stories of greatness at every level of the game. We're here with Ryan Hawk, who is a special guest speaker as part of the ECNL Coaches Symposium and AGM. And, you know, after I do these interviews, before I let somebody go, I really like to know how Ryan Hawk became Ryan Hawk. You know, I, I want to know your story. And obviously, I geeked out a little bit on AJ Hawk because I'm a lifelong Buckeye football fan. And maybe you even played football for Ohio State, and I didn't know that. But tell me about, you know, where you grew up, and is it more than you and AJ? And how did you get to this point? Where would you go to school? Give me your story. Yeah, we grew up in Centerville, Ohio. We have an older brother as well. I'm in the middle. Uh, AJ's two years younger than me. And uh, both play we played all sports. So football, football baseball, basketball, we had – uh, ping pong, tennis, pool, uh, everything. You name swimming, we did it all. Uh, I think that's good. I think that made us more well-rounded athletes in whatever we decided to play. As we got a little bit older, we still played all the sports in high school and then eventually focused on football. We both got football scholarships. I originally went to Miami University out of uh, out of high school. Uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the same recruiting class as Ben Roethlisberger. I'll talk a little bit about this tomorrow, too. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger and I play the same position. We both played quarterback. Uh, ben beat me out for that job, as you'd probably guess. I transferred to Ohio University is where I finished my – I was captain my senior year, finished, got to start for two seasons, and then played professionally in the Arena Football League for a few years, which is a very fun league um, for a quarterback because you throw every play, um, and then played briefly in the Canadian Football League. So I, I've had a wide range of football playing experience, and then that led me into – once uh, all the NFL workouts didn't work out for me as far as them saying, hey, you're not good enough, I had to go get a real job. And in the midst of, of working my way up in, my, in a real job at a company called LexisNexis, I started my podcast on the side after I got my MBA because I wanted to keep furthering my education. And my podcast, again, as I mentioned before, called The Learning Leader Show because those are my favorite leaders. I did not necessarily expect it to, to become what it did, but uh, I did put everything I had into it on, during my free, free hours from working my regular job. And I was able then to leave my corporate America job in 2017. And this is what I've been doing full time ever since. And what years were you at Ohio U? Did you play for Frank Solich or who did no, you play Coach for? No, Coach Solich got there right after I got done. I graduated OU in two, 2005. 2005. Yeah, Coach okay. Solich came in literally the next year. So I played for Brian Knorr, a bunch of Air Force coaches, guys who came from the Air Force Academy, and then uh, they got fired. And then they brought in Coach Solich, and uh, OU got got really good. Coach Solich brought in a lot of junior college guys, and uh, they got good really fast, which is cool to see. And now, you know, won the MAC East again this year, so it was pretty neat. I'm a 1991 graduate of Ohio U. There we go. I think when I was there, Ryan Hawk, they won like four games in my four yeah. and a half years there. Cleve Bryant yeah. was the coach way back when. I don't even if you remember that name or not. But yeah. I, along the way, your two brothers, of course, you know, we know AJ. In fact, you even said AJ right now as we're doing this is in Phoenix at the Super Bowl. I'm headed there to see my wife on Thursday. And your other brother's name is? His name's Matt. He's an older brother. He wasn't as into sports as us. He played a little bit. We have completely different skill sets. AJ and I have pretty much the same skill sets with everything. We can't do anything uh, outside of play sports and now, I guess, do podcasts, <laughs> uh, write books, I guess. Uh, my older brother's actually really good with his hands, so he okay. can build stuff and do all these crazy things that, 
yeah, that's not something that AJ and I ever do. <laughs> I have no skill for. Are mom and dad Hawks still with us? Yeah, they are. Okay. They're, uh, there's, I'm, I'm very happy that they're, they're both retired now and uh, just built a home in Siesta Key, Florida. So they, they go back and forth between being in Centerville uh, as well as uh, Siesta Key. And so they're currently now in Florida. And how do you and AJ help each other in today's world, or are you just like brothers, just like normal brothers? Yeah, I think we have regular dialogue uh, about what we do for a living. So he's on the Pat McAfee Show every single day on YouTube. Show's completely blown up. Uh, Pat is a media sensation. He's everywhere, and AJ's been his sidekick now uh, since the be the very beginning of the pandemic. So um, AJ has been doing it now more than three years. It's amazing to see what they become. Uh, we try to give each other feedback on what we do, whether it's podcast episodes or his daily show with Pat, what they're doing in the media world, how they're kind of changing the landscape. I'm super proud of them and excited for who, who knows what they're going to do next. But I know they have a lot of huge opportunities in front of them, and that's I, I think AJ's second career will be bigger than his first one, um, which uh, some would say is crazy, but I, I think he's, he's on the path to, to, to being – uh, to making a bigger impact with his second career than his first one. Well, you're making a great impact. Ryan Hawk, you can check him out on social media at RyanHawk12. He is the host of the Learning Leaders Show, one of the most successful podcasts out there. Just a couple more questions. Is I'm big on family. You talked about your daughter, who's a big soccer player, and I love that. And Christian eyes lit up as well because he's got four kids that I'm sure all will be playing soccer. Do you have other kids as well? Yeah, we only have one that's really big in the soccer. So uh, one of my other daughters is a freshman uh, volleyball player she, she 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 was a good contributing uh, player on our varsity team this year as a freshman which we're proud of another freshman who's about to start her lacrosse career i just texting with her uh right before we started doing this and she's i think gonna make a name for herself so we're pretty proud with our, of our girls uh they're they're cheerleading dancing uh basketball soccer lacrosse volleyball we literally that's all we do but three girls no we have five five okay. five and, <laughs> and so they all play different sports so i the cool thing is that this is such a neat chapter. It's very chaotic. It's very busy, but it's, I think it's the best. Like, I love watching them play. I love watching them compete. I love watching their different personalities. I love watching them interact with their teammates. I love what sports do for kids, especially because you've got to learn so many different life skills, whether it's resilience or preparation or re reacting to losing, which I think is really good for kids. So I, I love sports. I love what they can do. I, I mean, we're very biased. It, it, it's impacted us in a big way. So we love what they do for them, too. And, and, you know, AJ's kids are all doing the same thing. He's got four kids. He's coaching Lennon, his oldest daughter's basketball team. And we're all we talk probably more about coaching our kids sports than probably anything else. No. And with the five, are they all girls? Or yeah. do you, have, they're all, you have five girls. Yeah. Wow, how about that? And what about AJ? What's he got? He's got one girl and three boys. Okay, so nine yeah, of together. Yeah, so he coaches his daughter's basketball team and his son's football team, his oldest son's football team. So we're that's the, that's the other big thing, and partially why I was excited about this, because not that we're, like, world-class coaches like these people, but, you know, we're trying. We're trying our best to, to coach basketball and football and all the sports. If I went down the line and asked your daughters, hey, what do you think your dad does? What do you think would be their most common answer, Ryan Hawk? Uh, he writes books and records podcasts. I think that's <laughs> what they they see. They see my books around, and they see all the books sent to our house because uh, now that the show's gotten what it has, so so you get on these lists of the of hey, we we want our author to to be on your show. So you know, there's 10 to 15 books showing up 
every other day. And so uh, they just they, they, they think I'm probably like a professional book collector. I mean, I guess <laughs> that too. So uh, they, they, I mean, but you know how it is, they, they still make fun of me and, and think and think like, you know, that's not a real job. And I'm like, you're right, it's not. It's a really cool job though. I hope you can do something like it when you get older, something at least that, that you really want to do. I'm big on last word and I like to say it like this. And that is if somehow, some way people missed everything about the first 20 minutes of this interview, including the time with Christian Lavers, I want you to leave a last word with again, why you are here as the, the host of the Learning Leader Show. It's so popular. If they heard nothing else, why is Ryan Hawk here at the ECNL Coaching Symposium? When Christian first reached out and told me about their mission and how aligned he was with learning and improvement, I mean, you just heard him right here when he was talking about how much he is. That, to me, it's. It, it, I remember marking it down saying, I want to do that one. I hope the date works. I hope everything else, I hope all the, like, the business part of it works. That's one I really want to do because I think the when the leader – exemplifies all those amazing qualities of being a guy who, as you said, one of the smartest or the smartest guy you know, but yet he's constantly working on himself. That's a really good quality in a person. Like though, That's a very attractive quality in a human that I want to build a relationship with for a long time. And if that's the guy who's the leader, then the people who show up at the conference are the exact type of people that I also want to be around. So Again, I feel very fortunate and lucky to be in the position to say which ones are the good ones to go to. And and usually the person who reaches out, like they're going to make or break that. And so I, I have to give him the majority or all of the credit because from the first time we got we, we started talking to today, I've been super impressed. And now it looks like, wow, this this is a this is a really cool group. Like I'm pumped to be with them tomorrow. That's awesome. And not to sound like a total sycophant, I will tell you, Christian had the same excitement about you being here. I mean that in all sincerity. Ryan Hawk, The Learning Leader Show, one of the best podcasts out there. So pleased that you're here. I'm looking forward to your presentation tomorrow. And thanks for spending a little bit of time with us here on Breaking the Line. This is awesome. This is really cool. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. We certainly appreciated it, and we loved your presentation at the ECNL Coaching Symposium. I want to thank my producer, Colin Thrash. I especially want to thank all the great people from the ECNL who made me feel so at home at the Coaching Symposium and AGM. That includes Andrea Wheeler and Sydney and Jackie and her great crew, Blaine, Jen Winnego, of course, Christian, who's on this show. Doug Bracken, Jason Cutney, Ralph Richards, the entire gang, and all the great coaches from the ECNL. For each and every one of them and all of you, I'm Dean Linke. We'll see you in two weeks for another edition of Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Thanks for listening to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at www.theecnl.com. And if you have a suggestion for the show or a great idea for a guest, please email us at info at theecnl.com. Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast is an ECNL production. ECNL, more than a league.